All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, if you got thirty five hundred bucks, you can uh, have the future today because Apple offering its Apple Vision Pro today mixed reality headset. Will this be the future, the new thing? For that, we turn to Ian Schur. He is a CBS News tech contribute contributor. Ian joins us on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Ian, how cool are these things? I mean, it's pretty nifty. I I haven't touched one myself, unfortunately, but I I have spent a lot of time talking to the people who have, and I've used a lot of the competing devices out there. And the one thing that consistently comes up, and this has shown up in all the reviews that have come out so far, and the people who've tried it, is that Apple, for a first kind of attempt at this type of thing, has created something that is really nifty essentially creating a computer that you put on your face. (laughs) And what it does is it shows you the real world, and and then it puts computer images on top of it and allows you to essentially be able to interact with the world in a different way. When does somebody use this? Is it just for work? I, I can't imagine walking around the streets or hanging out in my house with a computer on my face. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think a lot of us have a, a struggle with that, right? It feels like it's yeah. dystopian. So right. the, the, two, the two times that have really come across so far, one is, as you pointed out, work, right? Obviously, okay. having a large you know, monitor that's created in front of you instead of actually having to buy a monitor is really cool. The second thing, though, is that a lot of people have already found it's really great for watching movies. And this is something that is actually pretty compelling, right? Because TVs are getting larger and larger and larger. The technology for TVs is pretty limited, right? 3D TV never really took off. And if these headsets first have to come down in price, but secondly, if they get good enough, it is something that a lot of people say, hey, this could be the new way that we watch movies. You mentioned nifty twice in your opening statement, and that you just mentioned the price. Is, <laughs> is $3,500 worth, worth it for nifty? And I've heard that with the subscriptions you got to use, you're, clo- you're looking at closer to five grand, right? <clears throat> you're looking at a lot of money, yes. And um, definitely uh, there are certain people for whom nifty is not worth $3,500. And that is why Apple doesn't have millions upon millions of them being sold right now, Mm -hmm. right? They are really at the beginning of this. I want to remind people that it took Apple, uh, several days, if not a week to get to a million iPhones sold when it first launched, you know, these things take a while. And the first iPhone was nothing like what people ended up actually buying when it started to really take off. And I suspect this will be somewhat similar if Apple is able to make it work. Okay. I just don't see, I guess, I don't see the application. I guess work is one thing, but are people really Mm going to give up their computers 
to have this on their face all day. We're already complaining about us being on our phones and not looking at each other and not having interactions with each other. Do you think this is going to make human interaction worse because we have these giant goggles on our face? I honestly don't have an answer for that. I think Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of question marks we still have. And look, we did not know how our culture was going to evolve when the iPhone first came out, right? I mean, the idea of screen time and the concern we had about obsession over social, none of that stuff existed before that. So I think, you know, there are positives that can come out of this, especially as in a day and age where a lot of people are working remote, where a lot of people are doing school in remote settings now, and all of these things, having something that can make us feel like we're brought together more does have a very appealing aspect to it. But you're right, right? We really don't know whether or not people are okay with this idea. We are talking to Mm -hmm. CBS News tech contributor Ian Schur, and you're so right because it's like it's such a foreign concept that, you know, when I was in college, if somebody would have told me, well, you know, you're going to be walking around with a, you know, your personal computer will fit in your hand. (laughs) And I'd be like, what are you talking about? I I can't. (sighs) But that's such a, these transform our lives. Here's my question, though. You know, we've had, similar inter uh, similar examples of this before like i think about google glass that was going to be the next thing and that yes. ne- never really took off uh i think right. i think we trust apple mm-hmm. a little more maybe so is the <laughs> do you think this this is going to succeed where previous um examples of this have failed where we are willing to wear something and use it as a computer Well, Apple already has a leg up on everyone, and that is that it has this whole ecosystem of apps and developers that make for the iPhone and iPad and computers already. And already, (laughs) Apple's made it very easy for a lot of those apps to work in that Vision Pro headset. So, for Mm -hmm. example, they were touting about that there are 600 apps waiting, you know, just when you launch it. And that's not including all the other ones that have been created that could be turned on to work with it in a minute. So... I think that's one thing that's going to help them is that, you know, whenever you build something new like Google Glass or anything, it's great to build the hardware like that's hard enough. But then you have to create stuff that people want to do with it. Right. And and that and that is where Apple I mean, look, I have I imagine that, you know, when it gets cheap enough, a lot of kids are going to love being able to do stuff like Pokemon Go without having to use a phone, but instead being able to see them all around you. Right. Like. Those types of things could be really cool. Okay. How do you think, when do you think this is going to be adapted? As I love your example, Adam, Google Glass never really took off. I mean, do you see this? These are early adapters, of course, right now. When do you see these habits changing? Because these headsets are coming from all companies. Um, I mean, there's brain implants from from Elon Musk. You know, when do you see this being adopted? (laughs) Well, there were data points that we saw when the iPhone started to take off, right? AT&T, when they were exclusively uh, for the iPhone, we were starting to see that their their network was struggling because Mm -hmm. people were using the Internet mobile way more than had ever been planned before. And that was a big deal. We started seeing the data show up with publishers they were saying that the number of people using mobile uh, websites, right, and using mobile devices to access their websites was changing so much that they had to change the way they made their apps and their websites so that they'd be useful on our phones. And I True. think that that, like, those types mm-hmm. of indicators are going to be what we're looking for with this, right? How is the rest of the industry responding 
in response to people using these things. Very interesting. Ian, thank you so yeah. much for the time today. We uh, sure appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Ian Schur, uh CBS News tech contributor. Um, that's the- are you doing this, Adam? Like, are, is this? Well, I want to try it. So right? I mean, I for sure, me. uh, I for sure want to try it, and I want to see what it's like. But he, you know, he raised a good point to start to talk, and we can continue this conversation after the break. And by all means, I mean, people text in right away, like saying, "Ah, thirty five hundred bucks? No, thank you." Uh, yeah, but, well, right. We're not. No one's going to get this. That's what I'm saying. But first, mm-hmm. but HDTVs when they first came out were also two, three thousand dollars, and I mean. It, if that application where we'd all be wearing goggles and you wouldn't need a TV anymore, we're all just watching the same thing. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, is it just like a cool thing to use or is it something you're actually going to rely on? I mean, that's that's the big difference here. Well, the, for $3,500, it better be something you're going to rely on and not just yeah, a cool. Right. I'm, just I don't a, know how many people. Well, I guess maybe there are people, but I don't know how many people that spend $3,500 on a toy. You know, I bought my yeah. kids a VR headset. Lots of people. You know, when do, it though. came out. Yeah. But that was, you know, 50 bucks or whatever. And we used it for maybe a few months. We never use it anymore. I think the movie watching experience that Ian talked about yeah. is interesting mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. look, we all spend a lot more than 3500 mm-hmm. often on the room in our house where we watch movies. Yeah. And if you That's could get true. a better experience mm-hmm. than that by just. Having a chair you like sitting in and then putting these goggles on and having this immersive movie-watching experience, well, maybe that's a better way to do that. <laughs> My mind is already going some places that uh, maybe it shouldn't go. Anyway, 1117. I can't imagine Cocaine Bear yeah, that right. close that's to what me. I'm saying. I, I can't imagine Running the whole away. experience of being in the forest with the bear high on cocaine. Oh, my God. 651-461-9226. <laughs> What's the price point for you? I'd pay, I'd pay 500 bucks for something like this. Ooh. Oof, your your nope. blood is richer than mine. I I I don't not yet because there's going to be so many copycats and this one's going to be outdated and I yeah. I don't know not yet. I'm not. That's because it doesn't fill a need for me, Adam. Yep. I have my computer. I have my phone. I don't need this thing. We're going back to flip phones anyway. It doesn't matter. All star closer Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.